This podcast is brought to you by the Amateurs Fantasy Sports Network. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Preseason Podcast. Today we're going to do the Warriors. Unfortunately, our Warriors man, the People's Warriors man, Rob, still away. Day 17 of the uh, the wedding. And um, <laughs> No end in sight. Yeah, no, yeah, somebody just cracked open another bottle of uh, the good stuff. So he's, uh, you know, he's... he's, he's Put his uh, his call in sick for work again, and um, that just means we're free to talk negatively about the Warriors with no repercussions. <laughs> I think uh, I think Rob's pulling the ad and he's trying to get the early release. He wants to go to Talking League, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'm going to leave that one right there. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not. I'm not saying anything, uh, <laughs> mate. Today. Uh, the Warriors, unfortunately, uh, don't have a huge amount of fantasy appeal. And because, obviously, they're so good last year, but as you correctly point out, we uh, accidentally identified Short Johnson, who was a buy the year last year, just randomly after thinking that there was no value there. So, uh, mate, who knows? There might, be, there might be a miracle in sight. Yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, Dallin is uh, the really the winger you want to start with this year. <laughs> Oh man, nah. I I, I think yeah. I, I know, we'll come back there. Why why is Roger two of Arsenal so expensive? Anyway, I'll, I'll, hang on. We'll, we'll start at the start, mate. We'll start at the start. All right, chance. I think there is a little bit of value here with chance. Uh, not enough to make me want to buy him, but I mean he's probably one at least definitely from a draft perspective. Uh, that you know he's uh, got a little bit of value there. He averaged just over 42 last year, priced at 40. Uh, you know, should sort of slip through the radar a little bit. Um, but, you know, it, pretty strong season. It basically performed exactly how we predicted. Uh, obviously, a few little bumps and bruises. But, uh, you know, that was a another correct piece of information given by us last year, mate. Oh, just knocking it out of the park once again. Um yeah, uh, I guess Chance, he's sort of got the, the Caitlin Ponga rep at the moment, doesn't he, with the... All the head knocks and little niggles he picked up last year. It'd be good if he could, uh, you know, keep him on the park healthy. Although maybe not. Uh, if we want to get Roger, <laughs> maybe Roger not. back there, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I think I think starting the season really well, and then maybe just like uh, six weeks off for doing something where he doesn't get hurt. Maybe maybe just you know has a bit of a like a Dennis Rodman mid-season disappearing act or something like that. <laughs> It doesn't really stays seem in, like the pers- personality. Goes to Vegas before. with the. Uh, <laughs> he can go to Vegas there. with Manly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, so obviously he's you know got a couple of points, probably two or three points of value there, pending how the wires actually perform. Obviously, as you say, Dallin, uh, absolutely monstrous last year. No one saw that coming at all. Uh, he, you know, even if you were a Dallin fan you wouldn't have expected him to be scoring at like 1.3 tries a game and just absolutely storm home massive 
upside of anything that we've ever seen from him before for fantasy. Hard, going to be hard to repeat, but I mean, he's probably one to just, you know, sit back and enjoy the watch and don't put any of your fantasy uh, emotions in there. No, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. He was, I think he was one I, uh, I, I tipped someone into in like a head-to-head final as like a uh, upside play, and that's when he scored three tries against Manly, and I think that was about nice. the only time I've ever recommended uh, Dallin last year. Um, yeah, obviously noted uh, Dallin hater uh, Rob. He, he's not here, so he, no one here to yeah. slag off Dallin. So only positive things about Dallin today. Yeah, exactly right, mate. And um, you know this next player I. I have slagged off in the past uh, is Rocco Berry, who, uh, you know, center. There, there may be, maybe it'll be Pompey or someone like that, but, I mean, I, I like Rocco Berry. He has a couple of points of value as well, similarly to um, to Chance. Not quite enough. Price of 29. I think there's a, a low 30s player there. Um, yeah, certainly not enough to make me want to jump on, but um, at that right Right center position, uh, he could be, uh, you know, a little, you know, good performer for the Warriors. He seems to be Manu Manu Light, I, I call him, and um, yeah, probably not enough to to get me excited here. Yeah, no, spot on. He, he needs to show us something, doesn't he, to uh, really mm-hmm. tempt tempt us to go and in for, to a four hundred k center. Yeah, I mean, his pro, his try scoring is really poor. Um, so, you know, there's, mm. he did add a, a bunch of tackle busting, offloading uh, upside, but sort of the tries just aren't there. Like if he could get himself up to like a 40 to 50% try scoring rate, we could potentially see a 35 or something like that, but that's kind of still not really enough. So um, Montoya is going to play on the other wing. He was really solid for them, but, you know, not fantasy relevant. But Roger, Roger's the new man in. He's, uh, you know, he's, Taking the jobs off the boys, it's uh, Adam Pompey out, Roger in. He uh, he comes in priced at forty five, which is obviously really annoying uh, for anyone that wants to have a have a dig at him. Um, but it's pretty much exactly what he averaged the last time he played, so we can't really blame him for it. But um, I mean, if you have to imagine, he's going to put some tries on the board. And I wonder mm. if can we see a 2015 Tuivasa Shek season? I mean, it'd be nice. Um, you also have to imagine they they're going to want to feed him, aren't they? Like you have to have a, it's like having Joey Manu in the Roosters, um, having a player like Roger. They're, they're going to want to feed him. Like they're going to give him his opportunities to to have a crack. So I mean, look, it'd be nice. I, I think ideally, though, the uh, the play here for Roger is that. He stays at the centre for a couple of weeks. We get that price down into the 500s and then something happens to Chance. He, he, go, he goes to Vegas and uh, Roger gets that fullback jersey for a little bit. I think that's the ideal situation and that we he's got that centre jewel. We can plug him into our centres as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, either that or he's just he's just Dan Gagai. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's it's not I, there's definitely a, there's definitely a world where he's a fifty plus average center like that that is possible, mm. but he's never played center before, and or not in NRL and not since twenty fifteen if he had before that. Uh, I mean, fullback wing he's played, uh, you know, potentially if we get a you know fifty percent try scoring rate, 50 percent try scoring rate, and you know get that tackling base, but uh, like we've never really seen him make 
lot of tackles before either. So mm. it's uh, yeah, it's just going to be a question to see how he actually handles it. Yeah, well, especially if they want to use him, like say uh, Tommy Turbo when he plays centre, like Joey Marnie when he plays centre, like have him roaming around a little bit, getting him involved a little bit more than your average centre. Um, there's certainly mm. a world where he could push into the fifties. Yeah, well, I mean, he played <laughs> he played 14 minutes in the halves in 2021 <laughs> and <laughs> and scored 11 points, which is I think is probably the closest uh, we can sort of come up with for him. Um, six tackles, no misses, and 18 meters. So no, maybe maybe there's something there. I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I, I think it's going to be one. Like if if we see him in the trials and he's just an absolute weapon, it's going to be really hard. Uh, to avoid, but I think at the price we can sort of just, yeah, as you say, let him sort of hopefully drop down into the low 500s and then sort of come good and off we go. Mm-hmm. Yep, moving to the halves, uh, there's a three-way battle here for the 5-8 position between Tamari Martin, Luke Metcalf, and Chanel Harris-DeVita. Uh, we've got Martin winning the jersey. I think there's a little bit of value there. Once again, not enough to take my interest is there any of these three that would would cause you to be interested or do you think it's just unfortunately the whole, like all, I mean, I mean not unfortunately, but the, all the action goes through Johnson? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. Like Johnson just eats everyone's base, doesn't he? So you're, you're really relying on uh, attacking stats there. Um, I mean, I guess you could potentially make a case for Luke Metcalf. He came out of the blocks really well last year um, and then sort of fell off in those last couple of games, like a last four games, 13, 27, 45, 12 versus the beginning of his run. He was really firing. He was scoring a lot of tries, getting all those attacking stats, mm. which is what you need. But that sort of fits like the Ezra Mam mold, doesn't it? Where those, those aren't things you can rely on every single week. Um, so, yeah. No, no, you're exactly right. And I mean, I, if you have a look at Tamari Martin, and the only reason I bring him up is because he's got the wing fullback duel. If he didn't have a wing fullback duel, I wouldn't, I sort of wouldn't be bothering. But um, not including the game he played in round twenty-seven, like right at the end of the season, his opening four games before he got injured, uh, he averaged thirty-four point three with no tries, and he's priced at twenty-seven, which is kind of, you know, it's it's on the fringe of value at three hundred seventy-eight k uh, if he keeps the jersey. Uh, feeding the ball to two of Arsashek, you have to imagine, is going to create some benefit uh, and obviously some continuity in the position. So he's one where, like, let's say uh, we lose a, a Campbell or a Pappenhausen or Munro doesn't get the wing jersey, you know, you could potentially have a look at Tamari Martin. He might be the he might be the one. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, he was building yeah. too. Like, if you have a look... 24 and 25 in the first two games against the Knights and the Roosters, and then, you know, 52 against the Cowboys and 76 against the Dogs. Uh, the oh. base, you know. Mate, I, I, I've just got to burst your bubble. I, I just looked up to Murray Martin. He's half only. Is he? Yeah, no wing fullback. Oh, no. All right. Well, that, that completely changes it. <laughs> That's sad. That's sad. All right. No, nah, mm. I've got him listed as wing. I've tricked myself on the website here. I've done it. I'm going to update that. Just pretend I didn't say anything, guys. I'm going to update the website so you guys won't even know. <laughs> it always said half. <laughs> yeah, it's half only. Yeah, so, um, mm. I mean, there is some value. I mean, like, you know, for any, he's in the Kyle Flanagan 
basket, really, like price-wise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> depending on what we get, if you're looking to spend some money up and you need somebody who's a 35 score on your bench there somewhere, on your 17, 18, 19, somewhere in that range, maybe. I don't know. Uh, okay, moving along. Sean Johnson, obviously awesome. In a moon boot, still got seven weeks until round one, so I don't really see that becoming a, an issue for us for the season proper. Uh, he's a you know a final team keeper. He's also very expensive to start the year, so we can uh, make him a draft only option early. Yep. No, that's yeah, spot on. Like he's and he's also in that like awkward expensive where like it's not that far to clear your hinds, and he's also like. 70k more expensive than Mitch Moses, so it's yeah, it's just unless you're in love with uh, Sean Johnson and it's just a pure vanity pick, it's yeah, you just can't go. Mm. Well, I mean, the only argument that you could make for some possible upside is he was obviously carrying an injury at the back end of the season and gave up the goal kicking to Poppy Pompey in the final couple of, couple of rounds, where like maybe there's you know some you know there's six twelve. 18 points total across the season, which might be like one point of value maybe. Um, but, I mean, yeah, he was really, really lucky last year with, you know, didn't miss any time. He played 80.1 minutes a game on average, which is not something that we expect from Sean Johnson. So, um, oh, no, that was only in the – did he miss? No, I had it filtered for 71-plus minutes. Oh, he only played one 70-minute game. Did he get binned, though? No? Did he? No. I think it might have just no, been just an played exactly. Just exactly 70 minutes. Yeah, yeah they were okay. up. They won 44 to 12, so I think it was just an early spell. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. All right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, draft only and, and late season uh, type of dude. Uh, closed out of the page because I'm a dum-dum. Where are we? Well, actually, that might have been the game where he had that HIA from memory, thinking back now. He had, like, a like a bloody nose and then he got copped in the head. Uh, yeah, 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 yep, 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 no, good, 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 all right, um, yep, Adam, uh, he's, you know, a gun, he's going to be one to look at at the back end, uh, you know, coming off the, uh, uh contract chat, and, you know, got that all out of the way, he's going to be sharp next year, but for this year, he's, uh, you know, he's going to be a, a vital cog in the Warriors' hopes for the season, um, and these middles are all just going to siphon just enough minutes off each other to sort of stop any of them from being absolutely top-tier guns. But, I mean, uh, Adams, you know, 57 average last year. Um, I think I see a little bit of a regression on the try scoring and probably closer to 54 than 57 for me. Yeah, like I was trying to make a case for Adam, and, like, really, you'd need him to become, like, the new Tohu in terms of minutes. Um, like, you'd need him playing 65-plus week in, week out for him to really you know, have a chance of averaging in the low 60s. Um, and Yeah, I just can't see it week in, week out with the amount of depth they've got in that pack. Yeah, particularly with the addition of Capewell, which allows New Corey to go back into that middle rotation. Uh, I think that just adds one more body who can play the minutes and, you know, he's going to, you know, do that same sort of job. Um, so, yeah, I think I see him as a PPM 55-minute type dude. Uh, so, yeah, he should be should be good. And then um, 
yeah, Torhu always seems to find a way to be a keeper. Uh, it doesn't matter how many minutes he plays. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, he's a 60-plus minute middle and, and a guy. Ryan, I think for the Warriors, the biggest uh, point of interest here is the fact that uh, normally Warriors are somebody that we target for overall, um, but the Warriors are the only team with 100% exposure to head-to-head matches. Mm, yeah, that's true. And obviously, the vast majority of them are origi- origin ineligible. Um, they're probably the yeah. best head-to-head team, aren't they? They are. They they absolutely are the best head-to-head team. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sean Johnson, so, get him in round one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. Cleary. Yeah. No, he... Um, yeah, well, I mean, he's yeah, he was so good last year, man. But, yeah, no, I wish they just had more options because they're really a team that you could buy and hold all year for overall and head-to-head because, I mean, even those, uh, as we saw, those minor buys are really important as well, the 14, 17, yeah. and 20. Even for draft, this makes Warriors far more valuable than maybe what their projections necessarily are. Like, this could, yeah. you know, push Sean Johnson right up the draft board just because um, as long as he's healthy, you're going to have him for every single draft matchup if your draft league doesn't mm. play the buy rounds. I definitely have him at three, Johnson, for sure. Yeah, it's just a matter of whether you can make a case to take him over Cleary and or Hines. But, yeah, he's definitely three for me. Um, and then, yeah, Adam could be the third or fourth middle, I guess. Like Hopgood, yeah. Haas, and Yo are all 60-plus average potentially, and then he's kind of maybe the next one after that. So, yeah, hmm. maybe maybe a case to take even him over Hopgood. Um, but yeah, yep. Uh, and then obviously that this Warriors team, they got a lot of pretty good depth in the forwards. So I think they're all just going to eat each other. Um, even in the backs, like they've got, you know, according to our team, they got Pompey not making it. Who's a, you know, a capable first grader. They haven't really lost anyone from their tilt last year. They really just kind of added more depth. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like like this is a case of like last year where it really took uh, injuries to push guys into fantasy relevance. Um, like Jackson Four was really the only forward last year from memory that was a round one buy in this team. Obviously, he's a lot more expensive now, so that's not the case. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I just I just don't think I could touch anyone round one. Like it'd be nice if we had. Uh, younger Tohu that was going to bang out 75-plus minutes every single week. But uh, we saw last year that they're more than happy to uh, leave him on the bench for a little bit longer. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, there is a little bit of value in Tohu. Like, if you could rely on him playing 70 minutes. Um, this is yeah. such a stretch now with the with the two edges that can definitely play 80. Like, because obviously Nia Kore mm-hmm. played a really reduced role last year. Um, and I think maybe they're looking to looking to use Capewell for more minutes than what they use New Corey for. I'm just going to pull it up here quickly. 61 minutes, but you know there was a game here where he played only 20. There's a few. I'm surprised there was a few 80 minute games. I didn't think there was any. Um, maybe that was due to injury. Yeah, I think it's yeah at least 60 minutes for Capewell, but probably they might be asking him to go the 80. They're also going to have a fit Jazz. Uh, you know that I've seen a few people looking at Wade Egan, but. I can't see any reason why I'd be 
sniffing around him given the other options that we've got. Yeah, oh, and as we know, HIAs are a part of his base. So um, yeah, even if he passes the are. HIA, you have, you have to factor that in whether you're going to just, he's a magnet for it. Yeah, no, exactly right. Yep. No, I think that's good. Um, I don't, I don't know, quick quick podcast, a good podcast, right? I don't, I don't know what more we've got, got to do here. Yeah, I feel like we've really tried to stretch <laughs> stretch this one out just because, you know, obviously we love the Waz. Um, yeah, yeah, it's the, uh, hopefully the only real idea. The only real hope for fantasy relevance is if they decide to put somebody on the wing that's not Montoya. I think that's probably the... You know, they go for a you know a rookie on the wing or something like that, but I just can't see that happening from round one. Yeah, or if we, yeah, I don't know, or we get Roger at fullback early on, but yeah, it's sort of just wishful thinking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 All right. Cool. I think I'll do. Let's pull it up here. Put a fork in it. All correct advice as usual, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Thank you, listeners. You've been fantastic. I don't know what you've been doing while you've been listening to us, but I'm sure it was useful. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time where we are going to talk about the Melbourne Storm. Ooh, love you guys. This show was brought to you by good friends at Picklebet. You can support the show by changing your regular bookmaking provider to Picklebet and using the code AMATURES on your first deposit to let them know where we found you. Make sure to set a deposit limit because chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.